Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that plans to give up on entertainment and turn into trees. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master. I'm always stumped by the decisions my players make, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and trees. We have Daniel here. Very few people would call him an intriguing person. You know, Josh, you're always cutting into us. I think you need to leave us alone. Janelle is here as well, and she's absolutely <laughs> sycamore of Daniel's jokes. Yeah, because I think you meant leafing us alone and not leaving us alone. No, you got to really nail those jokes down. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can tell Janelle's a sycamore by the way she is. By the way, I am. Yes. <laughs> how, how neat. Ain't that neat. Anyway, Nate is here. He seems like he's having a... He, he seems like he's really starting to branch out with his jokes and references these days. No. Video games and anime are nothing. Well, <laughs> well he seems pretty oh, wow. rooted in his old ways then, I guess. I guess he hasn't turned a new leaf. Huh. Uh, <laughs> It'd be yeah. funny if Daniel hadn't already made a bad leaf joke. Yeah. yeah, but I, I actually made it on my turn. Well, you're not allowed to make leap jokes. Oh, okay. Well, Joel's here, too, and I, I tried to think of some sort of good carpentry pun to go with you, Joel, but nothing would work. That's okay, Josh. Uh, it can take a lot to come up with good carpentry puns. If you like, uh, I will oversee your next script, though, uh... I be warned, I may pull you into a whole new world. Uh, uh, pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, 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 <laughs> it was something. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really get any of those. I'm sorry, Joel. Uh, <laughs> 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 Very funny, Joel. You're welcome. <laughs> well, finally, we have AJ. And he's always been a little bit of a fish out of water in these situations because he's actually a tuna. Uh, uh, throw me back. Uh, throw me back. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I bet you wish you could get wet, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd rather be a melt. See what I did there? Oh. Oh, no. I don't get it. A did tuna melt? Uh, yeah. I don't know yeah. But Janelle gets it. That's all that yeah. matters. I'm the master of understanding puns. Yes, Making them Sycam not so Sycamores much. Sycamores are really good at puns. Yeah, that's our special talent in case people didn't mm. realize that. Yeah, I mean, clearly by the puns we made in, in this intro, everyone should realize how good we are at them. <laughs> as long as there are certain conditions are upheld, we are good at puns. What, lowering our standards? Besides lower expectations, what are those conditions, Nate? Anime and video games, and don't forget the internet. The good shit. Oh, yeah. Wholesome oh, shit. okay. <laughs> so Nate's good at anime, internet, video games. That's his repertoire, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy. Quite the resume. That actually is like my life summed up pretty accurately, actually. Gotta say. You forgot the math. Yeah, you forgot the crippling oppression of grad school. Oh, well, anyway, speaking of the crippling oppression of grad school, how's everybody doing this week? <laughs> For some reason, I'm feeling the crippling oppression of grad school <laughs> and depression by it. I don't know why, but for some reason, I just 
I feel like I just remembered it all of a sudden. Oh, oh man. God. Look what you've done, Josh. Yeah, Josh, come on. Just asking you guys how you're doing. It's it's Nate's fault if he wants to make it real. It is real. He lives it. This is this is his life now. And AJ's escaped momentarily for like a couple of weeks during his well, summer vacation. But that that's not gonna yeah. last. It's like very two long. days. <laughs> yeah, AJ's taking summer classes, so Well that's why I said for like maybe how many weeks do you get? Two? Three? Uh, well, it's two like days. three and a half and it's about to end. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's too hot for me. It's 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 summer now and it's too hot. And oh, I how feel hot like is I, it over there? It's ninety uh two over here. It's so hot. Also ninety two here. Yeah, remember AJ's a fish, so he doesn't like heat. The rest of us mm. though are trees and we love the sun. I love, okay. you know, the dry heat more than anything. Blazing heat with no rain for a few months. <laughs> for a few months? Yeah, yeah. no yeah. rain for months? Yeah, that's what happens in California. During I don't summer. think it's rained in probably six months in California. Oh. When I was there, it was like eight months. Yeah, and here in Indiana, we're getting a, I wouldn't say a lot, but just enough to keep me happy. I mean, it rained all last week, like basically every single day. This is the first day all week it has not rained. Well, so you look outside and see green. I look outside and see my favorite color, a sea of brown. Well, I I, I had a segue, but you guys went too far away from the source <laughs> and I didn't have time to interject. Are you guys ready to make like a tree and play D&D? Ooh, yeah, I like that. that there we that go. Yeah, dry Nate off. No, I think we need to get me wet because it's dry over here. So before we get started, I'm going to give a quick recap and then we will jump back into the action. So last episode, you guys engaged in a ferocious match of wits and swordsmanship with Mr. Edward Smills before you finally took him down and threw his bloodied body across his desk. However... Just as soon as you thought he was dead and the fight was over, he sat back up and looked at you with a hideous grin on his face. So we'll jump right back into the action. You guys are all gathered in Mr. Smills' home. Vez and Theo are blocking the two doorways out of the main office where Mr. Smills is sitting up from his desk, blood splattered everywhere, and... His body is starting to knit itself back together. You can see these these strands of metal kind of reaching out and pulling his like severed body back into a full shape as all of his veins turn black and his eyes darken and tendrils begin to extend from the back of his neck. And he looks over at Gunner and grins and Gunner, even though his teeth are closed and he's grinning, his lips are undulating as if he was running his tongue under them, as if something is moving inside of his mouth. Gunner swallows like... Aegon is back behind Theo in the like records room, just far enough back that he can't see Mr. Smills getting up, but he can hear him. And Jasper is still upstairs near the destroyed body of the storm cloud huddled near the stairs waiting for his next cue to jump down and engage in the fight. So Mr. Smills looks up as he 
returns to full hit points and almost seems to stand taller with this horrifying new visage. And it is Tuo's turn. Tuo is still prone on the ground behind Fio, but he is still awake. He's he's regained some hit points. He's not bleeding out. He's not dying. And he is ready to go. So if you want to know, Tuo is standing right behind Fio in a separate room. If you want him to flee, there are a lot of spots he can flee to. He can flee upstairs. He can flee um, into the filing room with Aegon. Or he can just stay behind you because he's far enough away that Smills won't be able to get to him. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Actually, um, what I was thinking was Theo, uh, as he's walking back to pet 2-0 to bring him up, and in that moment of Smills getting back up, Tuo will suddenly leap up seeing that there's danger and immediately try to protect Fio because he's got his back turned to the enemy and he knows how dangerous it is because he just went down. Mm -hmm. He he loves Fio, so he's actually going to use half his movement to stand up and he's going to charge past Fio and attack. Oh, what a good boy. I hope he lives. Oh, he's going to be dead. (laughs) No! Fio's going to react to this. He's going to see his dog leap up uh, in the same moment and go... Tuo, no! And uh, he'll roll for an attack. All right. So that's a 12 on the die, plus three, that's 15 to hit. That will hit Smells. Awesome. And then um, I think, does he take a strength saving throw or be knocked prone? Is that how that works? Yes, because of of Tuo's bite having that um, added ability to it. What a good boy. That is five damage. All right, so Tua just jumps up and grabs onto Smill's arm and starts ravaging him and tries to drag him to the ground. And Smill's is going to roll a natural one. Oh, no way. (laughs) So, yeah, that is definitely enough, even with his boosted strength, to bring him uh, down onto the ground prone. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, that'll be his turn. All right, nice. So then we're on to Jasper. What's Jasper gonna do? Guess I'll go down and peek and wonder if he's still alive. But since I guess I hear the dog attacking him, I'll just keep casting the magic missiles. Okay, so you're gonna cast another magic missile? Yep, 12 damage. Oh wow, so you fire your magic missiles and they streak through the air and they just impact against Smills' chest, sending out bursts of blood and black fluid as he stumbles backwards and he just gives you a hideous grin and says my my aren't you all tenacious tonight and then I will uh, tactically hide behind the stairs (laughs) alright Vez it's your turn okay smack down before before your turn actually Uh I completely forgot to do this Smills is going to use a legendary action after Jasper's turn and he's going to fire a dart from the ground at Vez. So is that disadvantage because it's close, or is it... It's both. Disadvantage because he's close, and it would be disadvantage because he's prone, but he doesn't get, like, triple disadvantage. Dang it. It doesn't stab. <laughs> Wouldn't that be neat? It would be, but sadly it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a 16 to hit you. Hmm. I'm... Yeah. Ow. Hits. Yeah. It... Alrighty. 
So that is going to be, would have been, so that's minimum damage, but he did get a boost to his dexterity uh, because of this transformation. So it's actually gonna be a little bit more than it would be otherwise. So that's gonna be six piercing damage to you. Damn. Ow. And you're gonna have to give me a constitution saving throw. Good stuff. That will be 19. Okay, so you are good. You are not poisoned, and your wisdom score is not reduced. Can, as many times as she's starting to just take on poisons, I think there needs to be a feat somehow created for Bez, uh, where she just becomes... <laughs> I think she's just going to walk away from this adventure with nerve damage more than uh, anything. <laughs> you know, or she her blood is actually like the antitoxin to like 12 different poisons. <laughs> we'll see, maybe. Yeah, maybe you'll just gain the trauma feat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Does that work for emotional damage too? Oh my god. Oh. All right, okay. Baz, it's your turn. Uh, well, now she's really mad, so uh, we're gonna try to smack him many times. So he's back and worse than ever. And I'm dumb because I didn't deflect the missile, but oh well. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering why you didn't. Yeah, I was trying not to say anything. I know, but that was I... I, because I was caught up in the story. That's I was okay. caught up I, in I, the story. That's a good I, excuse. I appreciate that, Janelle. AJ, shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It, it's whatever. Maybe I'll get a reaction that I get to smack him again or something. I don't know. Hmm. So while he is prone, you do have advantage ah, to hit right, him with melee. Yes, thank God. <laughs> That was what? worse. Um, well, the first one, let's see. Uh, the first one was a 14. That will still hit him. Oh. He's not well, wearing that's armor. Neat. Well, actually, wait. Actually, I, I feel bad. Uh, real quick, what did, what did Fio, what did Tuo get to hit? He had 15 to hit. He says plus three. I thought it was plus four, though. Okay, no, because, okay, I just wanted to make sure, because I forgot to incorporate his new AC because his strength and dexterity increased when he went into his second form. So his armor class is actually 15 now. Oh, no. Well, he would have hit, but I did. That did did miss. Oh, dang it. So he catches your quarter staff in his hand and shoves it away uh, before you can hit him. Okay, well, she, being mad, is going to do her... Basically, she can do her unarmed strike, but she'll use her last key point to also hit him twice. So you're just going to start kicking him while he's on the ground? Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) You bitch! Don't mess with me, my friends! Okay. These are also with advantage, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Oh, thank God. Okay. (laughs) Uh, That's a 19 on the die. A 19 will hit. Good. Well, it's a 24 total. Oh, well, that misses. I'm sorry. Oh, well, damn it. There's a um, specific range you have to hit now. Oh, that would be horrible, actually. Okay, so we'll do this. And that is going to be uh, seven damage. And then I'll do it again. Oh my god. 17, a 17 hits, correct? Yes, 17 okay. hits because his AC is 15. Gotcha. That was like a three or a 12. I was like, maybe with a 12. <laughs> And that'll be another five damage, where she's just, like, punching and kicking him, I guess. 
Okay, yeah, so he's rolling around on the ground trying to stand up, but you're smacking and kicking him, and you're making it way harder for him than he would like it. And that'll be her turn. All right, so on to Aegon. What's oh, Aegon going to do? Uh, Aegon, hearing the renewed commotion, I guess, will run out into the entry room with Vez and see uh, Smills struggling on the floor. And since he knows that, you know, Smills is prone and everything, and he, it'll, he'll be very difficult to hit, Aegon will cast Sacred Flame on him. Okay. So he's going to make a dexterity saving throw against your Sacred Flame. Ah! That rolled off my desk. <laughs> DC 14. All right. So that is going to be in 18. Alrighty, So he passes that. So he dodges out of the way of your burst of light. And I'm mad now because I also forgot to use a legendary action at the end of Vez's turn. So he's wasted another legendary action because I'm terrible (laughs) at keeping track of my monsters. Mm. So are you done, Aegon? Yes, Aegon is done. Okay, well, be ready for this legendary action because he's going to fire a dart at you from the ground. Oh, okay. That's fine. So he has disadvantage, one, because he's on the ground. And then you also get a plus two bonus to your AC because he's trying to shoot you past Vez. Oh my god, you guys. What? Would you believe it if I said I got a natural 20 on both dice? Oh, man. <laughs> no, but you're gonna die. No. I mean, like I said, I love these new dice. Maybe I'll stop. Okay, this, this will be the last roll I do with the new dice because I don't want it to be too hard for you guys. Don't you baby us. This is life. Okay, well, I'm switching back to them then. Oh, I was, oh, I was just trying to be dramatic. I'm sorry. Sorry, Joel. So here comes the damage, Joel. Oh my goodness, let's see, that is going to be 11 piercing damage. I'm unconscious. Oh no. The the dart hits Aegon in the throat. And he goes down gargling. Give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, That's uh, an 18. Okay, so you're okay. <laughs> You're not actively poisoned, but you are actively dying. Yeah. All right, so now Smills is going to go. He regains his legendary actions at the end of his turn, so he'll get those back when he's done. For this turn, he is going to take half of his movement to stand up, and then he is going to stab at Vez with his rapier. That one will be a 21 to hit. I don't know, Josh. Do you think that think that might miss? I mean, it might. No, it's... <laughs> okay. We'll see. It's going to be eight damage. Oh, actually, let me think about that. You said it was a what? It's a rapier. I, no, no. The 21? Yes, it's a 21. Give me just one second. Sorry. Oh, oh. Uh, how much this is at? Uh, only five. Never mind. So that would be oh, a waste. Okay. So how much, am I, how much damage am I taking? Um, you're going to take eight piercing damage. Ow. Okay. I'm still up. And he's still smiling. The tendrils that are sprouting from the back of his neck are whipping through the air. And you can actually see these weird tendrils starting to protrude from his mouth as well. As he says, you know, Vez, I am sick and tired of your intervention. It's about time you learned a lesson in sticking your nosy little head into other people's business. And he's going to stab again. That is going to be an 18 to hit. 
Okay, I'm going to then use her cloak, which she has. Um, and so basically, the Windflow cloak, while wearing it, and if an enemy makes an attack roll against you, you can use your reaction to add plus five to your AC until the end of my next turn. Oh so my, my gosh. AC is now 20, so he misses. Oh my gosh, so he stabs at you, and you sidestep, and you blur, and there's like a gust of wind from your cloak, and it kind of blows his rapier just off course. He comes within, within an inch of stabbing you in the chest, but your magic cloak saves you. Got him. Well, Smills, I quite like putting my nose where it shouldn't be. <laughs> she just flashes him a big old smile. All righty. I like this attitude. <laughs> also, I forgot to give him his five hit points, so I'm going to do that now. So he regenerates five of his hit points. Some of his wounds and bruises are starting to seal up and disappear. And it's on to Gunner. Okay. Uh, yeah, Gunner's going to use his magic item, too. He pulls out the auditor clipboard. Uh, Dan Ferg, this was all a big misunderstanding. We can all still be friends, right? Oh, no, no, he doesn't do that. Uh, I'm going to try. No. You never know. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the next time we fight a gross tentacle man. Um, <laughs> I think this time, though, Gunner is going to uh, move a little bit around Smills. He looks over and he sees his ally, Aegon, laying on the ground. So Gunner whispers to Aegon, You can do it. You're the best. You're the champion. And he casts, as a bonus action, Healing Word. Ah, oh, good. So uh, Aegon. Yeah. Uh, and that will heal you five hit points. Oh, boy. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. And then Gunnar turns to Smills. He's like, I don't like you. And and, and then he stabs him. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, well, that's good, Gunnar, because I don't like you either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that that's going to be a 23 to hit. That will hit. Okay, that's solid. That's going to be eight piercing damage with my short sword. Kutska! Yeah, you get him, like, right in the shoulder, and you slice it open, and blood begins to flow out, but immediately starts to slow down. And you're noticing, even though you're getting, like, these hits that would incapacitate normal people, he is unfazed. Like, he doesn't even feel the pain. You're just, so like, des you're destroying his body, but he's not even hurting. Gunner pulls out his short sword, and he goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and he runs to the corner. <laughs> doesn't he ducks and hides under the desk uh no he doesn't get prone because <laughs> i i know that would end poorly no that's fine that's his turn all right so smills is going to use a legendary action he's going to say now we can't have that can we and he's going to turn around and spit a dart at aegon oh my god this, this advantage. guy is relentless so yeah, he has disadvantage one because he's next to two of your allies, but he also has disadvantage because you are prone from going down, and Joel yeah, does, two, have a yeah. does have a plus two because he's shooting through Vez again. Yeah. Alrighty, so that is going to be another natural 20. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is going to be a, an 11 to hit. I misses. Yeah, sorry, I 
I, I have everything in his stat block set. So like, oh, when he changes form, he gets this. And mm-hmm. I forgot to add that to everything. <laughs> So I incre- like his dexterity and strength increases, but I didn't put it in the stats. So I had to do some math. But okay, so that's a miss. Yes. So the dart thuds into the floorboards right next to you, and you just look over and you see it there, gleaming and glistening. Ooh. Gross. It's very moist. <laughs> All right, Theo, it is your turn. You okay. are still raging from last round. Okay. Uh, Theo, uh, quickly turning around and seeing his dog take down this horrifying being yet again and, and feeling this renewed strength, just yells out to Tuo real quick, Kriva, which is hide. Tuo will then move back uh, towards the stairwell that they first came up through the basement, about 10 or 15 feet back, and then Theo will step forward and swing his axe while bursting with, with his rage again into this uh, horrifying just monstrosity that is a 17 to hit that will hit yay yeah uh so the damage is my standard d12 uh, plus the four but it'll be an additional two fire damage at the end of this just to recap okay well that's not too good that was a it's it's eight from the axe and then another two, so 10 total, so two fire. And oh my that gosh. is to, um, unfortunately, Vez and uh, Gunner. I don't know if Aegon is in that, though. Aegon is within a 10-foot radius of you. Oh, crap. So is, so is Jasper. <laughs> Oops. The, isn't Jasper nice. on the bottom of the stairs, though? Is it like the floor, or how does that work? It's still within 10 feet. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Fio doesn't realize that the Aegon went down, doesn't realize how close everybody is. He's just in this fury and trying to protect who he can see. So your guys' skin is starting to get a little red and flaky. So he managed to hit everybody but his puppy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He left the most important creature alive in his eyes. Can Gunnar take a free action to say something to Fio? Yeah. Fio, e- easy on the fireworks. You're going to burn me to a crisp? <laughs> he just, he looks at you and is like snarling, almost like uh, 2O is, but you think he acknowledges you. <laughs> you think he acknowledges you much like a tiger acknowledges a hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, that's my turn. All righty. So Smills is going to take another legendary action. And I'm sorry, Aegon, this is what he would do. He's going to try to fire a dart at Aegon with disadvantage and with a plus two bonus to Aegon's AC. And, uh, no, never mind, never mind. Okay. And that's going to be a 12 to hit. I misses. Okay, so again, this it hits on the other side of your head now, so you're just, you've just got two of these nasty-looking darts on either side of your face. Oh, my gosh. And it's Jasper's turn. You look around the corner and you see Smills is wiping the drool from his mouth after firing the darts. Disgusting. I'll peek back over, cast magic missile again. <laughs> okay. That's 12 damage again. Hell oh yeah. Goodness. Consistent. So yeah, you blast him again and he's pow, 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 getting knocked back. Just- you said he has a bunch of tentacles and stuff around him, right? 
like from yeah from the back of his neck he has these metallic tendrils that are whipping around oh so they don't look uh so they're mechanical based uh you don't know you don't know entirely they could be they are kind of reminiscent of the the jelly puss Jelly why'd, puss. I, why'd, I, why'd I call it that? The storm cloud. God <laughs> damn it, Daniel. It's they are kind of like on. They're shimmering and metallic looking, but they're really thin. And they don't have like blades on the end. They're about a foot long. Ito. All right, time to go high. This time I'll go up the stairs a little bit too. Just for no reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no reason. All right, well, at the end of your turn, he is going to make a... Final legendary action. One more time at Aegon. Yay. <laughs> so just block, block, just choking out these darts in the back of his throat. Third one. That's going to be another 12. Yay, it misses. So yeah. Yay. One hits on the side of your head, another Safe. one hits on the side of your head, and you split your legs, and this one hits right in front of you. <laughs> so it's on to Vez's turn. Okay. Time to smack him down again. Let's see here. So, yeah, she's gonna try to smack him again. Two hands with her staff. Ooh. That was actually a good number this time. Uh, 23. 23 will hit. Yay. <laughs> That'll be eight damage. And then okay. her unarmed strike. Uh. <laughs> 10 That will not hit him Nope, I didn't think so Well, she tried, guys Alright, so anything else, Fez? Mm. I mean, she doesn't want to move Because she's trying to protect Aegon And so, nope She's gonna stay right there Alright, so she will stay standing In the doorway Which is a good move, because as the turn moves to Aegon Smills does look like he's eyeing the door out of a house on the far end of the room. Well, Aegon notices Vez's steadfastness, and uh, out of gratitude, he reaches up and puts his hand around her ankle and casts <laughs> Cure Wounds to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ease her suffering. Thank you. <laughs> now you need to, like, crawl away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so she will heal for... And this casts the second level because I'm a warlock. Okay. Uh, so... The eight. It's a pretty darn good roll. That's uh, 12 plus my ability modifier, which is three. So she heals for 15 hit points. Holy oh, my cow. goodness. Thank you. You almost brought me up to full <laughs> to full health. And at that, Aegon will like swing his arm to knock the darts out of the floor next to him, and he'll roll on into the records room. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so he just rolls across the ground without even standing up. I love it. <laughs> it's a tactical roll. That's right. It keeps him low to the ground in case any more ranged attacks come at him. There you go. Or fire. You know, stop, drop, and roll. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's Smills' turn. So he's going to regain five hit points. And he's going to look over at Gunner and say, You know what, Gunner? What would you say if I elected to surrender? And he's looking at you. His veins have all turned black. His eyes are as black as midnight. No iris pupil <laughs> or whatever the white crap around his eyes are called. I always Sclera. forget. 
Galera, and he has this, these tentacles sprouting from the back of his neck that are whipping around, and this hideous smile on his face. What's Gunnar respond with? Gunnar looks terrified, but I think he has a brief moment of courage. He says, Fell, um, respectfully, I think you can kiss my ass. <laughs> oh man very well then and then he cowers he is going to run away from Vez towards the eastern wall so Vez you get to make an opportunity attack 20 to hit that will hit yeah she's gonna try to come down on him as hard as she can uh, that will be 10 damage. I don't know why that took me so long. Oh but, my gosh, you know. okay. Then <laughs> he's going to jump onto the wall, sheathing his rapier as he does, and he is just going to start to climb the wall. That's not what? creepy as fuck. Five feet up, and then jump to the ceiling and begin to crawl across the ceiling. Oh my god. So, Gunner, you do get to make an opportunity attack as he climbs across the ceiling. And Theo, right? And Theo. I was getting to that. <laughs> We're also antsy. Okay, so that is going to be a 23 to hit. That will hit from Gunner. Uh, mine's a miss. I got a 13. <laughs> okay, but Gunner's going to put some extra stank on it. Uh, let me make sure I can do this. See. Okay, so it doesn't look like I'm limited to using these on my turn. I apologize if I make that an error. I'm going to use my mobile flourish. So I'm going to do the damage first because depending on the damage, the rest may not matter. Okay. So that is going to be... Ooh, that was a good one. That's going to be 11 piercing damage. Oh my gosh. So he makes a last-ditch effort to flee runs up the wall across the ceiling. Gunner jumps forward, leaps off of Smills' desk, and just lays him open across the back from his left shoulder bit blade to his right hip. And Gunner is just sprayed with blood and this black fluid. And Smills immediately falls off the ceiling and hits the ground with a thud. Face down, as this pool of blood and black fluid begins to spread around him and the wound you just dealt and the wound Vez just dealt are not healing up. He is dead for real this time. Do we all need to like duck and cover? Is he going to blow? You can. I presume you like brace yourselves. You duck around doorways Theo stands there unafraid, <laughs> but there's yeah. no glow, no nothing. He just lays there. Whew. Theo looks down at his body and just is disgusted. He's no longer raging. His thermal barrier around his body is, is dissipating. His eyes are kind of coming down from that, that bright blue that they were, but he's just disgusted. He holds his axe in his hand. He wants to keep hitting, but he knows it's he's dead this time. He doesn't say anything. He just stands there. Um, Theo, she looks at you, like, holding your axe, like, aggressively, but not doing anything. Do you think we should 
remove his head from the rest of his body to make sure he doesn't get back up for a third time. Without a moment's hesitation, he swings it above his head and <laughs> slices it right off. It's <laughs> just a spray of blood as the head rolls away from the body. Jasper comes running down to cast Magic Missile. <laughs> he sees that the head is spraying blood and goes, oh, good job. Theo looks to Vez and says, yes. When Theo does that, Gunnar shrieks. He just goes, ah! <laughs> Oh my god, you startled me. We, we just got out of it and then you did that? Uh, well, to be to be fair, if you hadn't have done it, I was going to do it myself, so thank you. I think I was going to do, but it was going to be much slower and less professional. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody get me a bigger knife? <laughs> that That is correct. Did someone say, ask for the bone saw? <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, you guys are just taking trophies from every monster you fight. Yeah. Theo takes the axe out of the wood because it got stuck in there, how hard he swung it, and just walks back to his dog and kind of doesn't push past Jasper. He just kind of doesn't shoulder check him, but, you know, doesn't exactly get out of the way. <laughs> he just keeps walking and assumes Jasper's going to move. Right. Jasper takes 10 mental damage and immediately passes out. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he just goes down and, and gently, very slowly, to show that he's, he's, you know, he's trying to be as gentle as possible. He, he goes down and slowly pets his dog and says, "Good boy, good boy," and kisses his head. Tua seems really happy. He starts licking your face. Good boy, good boy. He's also getting a lot of smells blood on your cheek. <laughs> he doesn't even pay attention to it. So what's Aegon doing? He is laying barely alive on the floor <laughs> yeah. of the filing cabinet I think, room. I think after all this, he's just kind of taking a rest. He assumes <laughs> by the lack of more fighting noises that everything's over, so. You hear the battle music fade out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I think he, uh, he thinks to himself about everything that um, Smill said just then, uh, and he stands up and says to everybody, Perhaps we should go back and check on Lady Hecate and and Fergus. I think that is a good idea. But first, Gunnar starts opening the drawers in Smills' <laughs> office. Yeah, I was going to say, Vez bends down and starts kind of checking Smills' person for anything that may give them clues to what the actual hell is going on. <laughs> Gunnar's okay. like, yeah, yeah, clues. That, that, that's what I'm looking for, clues. <laughs> She gives him an eye, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> okay, so here's the cool thing. I actually need to pull up my document because there is some stuff in his desk. Ooh. Uh, yeah, just to be clear, Jasper is most intrigued with the uh, shotgun in the basement. He is uh, going to go get that now. Okay, well, it's a musket, but I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> with some modifications. We can we'll make see. Shotgun. It's still a new technology in Hemorrhoids. Just so. saw it off. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I just need to so, put two pellets, in, two bullets in there, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Gunner, um, you get to the desk, and the desk has four drawers. There are two like smaller ones on the the top, and then there are two like larger, like deeper drawers on on the bottom on either side. So like there's a Top top left and the top right that are smaller, and a bottom left and a bottom right drawer that are bigger. 
Oh, he wants to open them all. Okay, they are all locked. <laughs> Good thing we have our trusty. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. Yo, get the axe. No, wait, 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 wait a minute. Let let me try to open it. It's a normal way first. Okay, first, Gunner is going to explicitly look for poisonous needles. <laughs> okay, give me a perception check. Okay, well, that wasn't the best, but that's a... That is a 10. Okay, you, you, you can tell there are no poisonous needle traps in there. Great. Um, and now Gunner is going to try and pick the locks. Okay, give me a sleight of hand check using dexterity. Okay, now I can't remember how we ruled this last time. I have proficiency in thieves' tools. I don't have proficiency in sleight of hand. Last time you let me use my proficiency. Yes, I will because you are proficient with the tool. Okay. Well, that was not that was not excellent. Uh, so that is that's a oh, that's a ten. Okay, so Daniel, you are also gonna hate me. Because you specifically asked if there were needle traps. Mm-hmm. So Gunner reaches in and tries to pick the lock and is unsuccessful, but a jolt of electricity oh. like comes up your thief <laughs> tools and deals four lightning damage to you, and your hand goes numb, giving you disadvantage on sleight of hand checks for one hour. <laughs> wow, you're right, Josh. I do hate you. Good job. <laughs> you specifically said you were looking Get the for needle axe. traps. Get, Get the axe, Theo. Well, I'm no good. Theo, well, have at Before it. you get the axe, Vez, you said you wanted to search Mr. Smills' body? Yeah. Okay. So on his body, you do find 10 gold coins, 50 okay. silver coins, and on his hand, on one of his fingers, he has a gold ring with a blue quartz on it. And you know this gold ring is about, worth about 25 gold pieces. So like you'd be able to have Laszlo sell it and bring the money to you. And you also, in his pocket, find a key. Oh. That looks like it probably fits the desk. It's also made of mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> mahogany. So guys, guess what? Sorry, Gunner, but I found a key. Well, that's just great. Okay, well, I will go sit somewhere else and try and figure out what happened to my hand. Gunner's like, Gunner's got his, um, Gunner has his hand basically like against his lips, like he's kissing it, like, please come back to life, my poor hand. She's gonna go out there. She's gonna go and, uh, attempt to open the desk with the wooden key. <laughs> okay. So you take this key and you hear a click inside the desk, like kind of like an electrical snap, but it doesn't travel up this key. Looks like this key's treated to not conduct electricity. And you find that it works just fine to open up these drawers. So which drawer do you want to look at first? We'll just start at the top and go down. Okay, so on the top left, the drawer is empty. Um, She's going to tap, like, does the... So, from what she can see, does it look like it goes all the way down to the bottom, or does it look like it's shorter on the inside than it is on the outside? Yeah, um, give me a perception check. Oh, goodness. Using your wisdom. Eem, <laughs> 12. 
Well, that is enough, yeah. Oh. You do know that <laughs> it seems like there is a little extra space that isn't accounted for. She's going to try to poke around and see if she can find, like, a finger hole or something that would yep. allow her to... Okay. Your perception check is good enough. You're able to find a slight edge, and the bottom kind of gives way a little bit. So you're able to push the wood down, you're able to pull it up, and you find some documents hidden in the drawer. They look like they are deeds to a building in Alcina. That's the the kingdom that we've mentioned a few times. Um, it looks like it's all written out, but has yet to actually be signed. Does it say who it's written out to? No, it's like they're, they're, it's not written out to anybody. It looks like they hadn't quite gotten that far. It's like gotcha. a deed of ownership, like a blank check sort of deal. Gotcha. Very neat. <laughs> and then it's, there's the accompanying paperwork and then what appears to be like the paperwork, the deeds to this building specifically, but those are all signed and they are old, like 30 years old, signed to Mr. Edward Smills, Esquire. Hmm. Well, then she'll move to the next one, next drawer. Right, so in the top right drawer, you find a loaded flintlock pistol, along with a powder horn full of gunpowder and 20 bullets. Hmm. For some reason, Jasper appears and wishes to have it. He teleports. (laughs) (laughs) He wants it so he can cast his favorite spell, gun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you um, know he always wanted to be a cowboy ranger? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just wants a big Texan hat, get a little smirk with some spurs on his boots, and just walk downtown with swag going, Howdy, ladies. Oh, God. That just screams jazz. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Does. I'm looking for someone over here. Jahir? <laughs> So yeah, then Vez goes to the bottom left drawer and you unlock it and you slide it open and you find 10 gold trade bars and 20 silver trade bars. So what does that mean? How is that different than pieces? So what these are is these are just basically, instead of coins, it's completely solid. So it's one pound for a single gold trade bar they're like minted and stamped and everything. And those are worth 50 gold pieces each. Huh. And then the silver trade bars are likewise a pound. They're minted. They've got like a stamp on them. I don't think minted's quite the right term, but they've got like a stamp and emblem on them. Um, and the, the silver bars are worth five gold pieces each and also weigh one pound. They're proofed. Proofed. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Thank you, Joel. Take an inspiration. Oh, thank you. <laughs> It'll be gone in a little bit when the episode ends, but you know what? You can hang on to it. How much are the silver bars worth? Five gold pieces each. And the last drawer, right? You said there were four drawers? Yep. So this one's in the bottom right. So in this, you find the torn remains of legal documents and letters and what appear to be case files just ripped to pieces and like thrown into the bottom of this drawer. Can she set the pieces on the desk and see if she can make any, you know, headway with maybe piecing some of it back together to see what it's about? Yeah, if you, uh, you can spend an hour doing this and you can give me a an investigation check using intelligence. 
into the backpack it goes, I say. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. She's, she knows, she looks, realizes this is gonna be a process, uh, and does he have any, like, folders or something lying around because he's, like, a fancy man? Um, yes, you, you can find some folders, uh, you push some of his business cards to the side, uh, you find a box of half-eaten donuts. Uh, Theo, if you still wanted those donuts, there's still donuts over here, and she'll take those. They've all got bite marks in them. <laughs> she doesn't know if he'll care or not, and she kind of, like, shoves all the scraps of paper into a folder and puts that in her bag for later. Yeah, you've cleared out his desk. Was there anything else you guys wanted to do? I'd like to examine Smills. Okay, so uh, if you want to ex- examine him, uh, kind of tell me what you're looking for, and then I'll, uh, I'll have you roll. Well, there's two things I really like to look for. One, I'm just intrigued with his body to begin with. If mm-hmm. you see if he's like the octopus, or at least up, uh, modified to be superior to humans. Okay. You know? And then two, because he's got more of a tentacle-ish look, I'd like to look to see if it's similar to the amulets I have and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, why don't you give me... Uh, I think since you're looking for that specifically, I'm going to have you make an arcana check with uh, your intelligence. Okay. 19. A what? 19. Okay, so yeah, you cannot make heads or tails of anything. You don't think it's connected with you at all. Um, you do look at him. He does have these like metal tendrils like woven through his body, and they kind of seem to cluster where they were breaking out uh, from the back of his neck. But it, it doesn't seem in this case like there's any sort of shrapnel or generator. It It just looks like it's all metallic tendrils woven through him. Like there's no scent, there's really no like central force to it, like in the thralls. I might need to carry him so we can investigate him further. I don't know if you have the strength to carry him. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> need help. Well, you might be able to drag him. I don't know. Jasper's weak as shit. So are you guys just going to drag him through the streets? No. Does he have any large sacks anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever seen the movie Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. Anyone else? No. There, there's a, there's a, a scene where a character kills Steve Martin and uh, has to take his body. So he puts him in this bag and like drags him down the stairs. And there's a thump every time the head hits the, I know. the stairs on the way down. It's like it's a it's a very dark comedy. Oh, but God. I just always found it funny because then he drops it and it goes thump 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 thud and hits the floor. So I'm just <laughs> imagining that with you guys taking Mr. Smells, but oh, minus goodness. the head. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so we don't have the loud noises. We're good. <laughs> well, we at least have a container for his head, and Gunner dumps out all the donuts and puts the box around his head. That's <laughs> horrid. I think this is fitting. That is oh. horrifying. <laughs> He's jelly-filled and everything. Oh, oh. oh God. Uh, Tuo throws up in the corner. Yeah. Tuo would probably be okay with it. Uh, it's about this time, actually. Uh, Fio just starts walking up the stairs. It's, it's kind of weird. You guys were talking, making jokes, calling Fio, saying never mind and stuff like that. He just hadn't stopped petting Tuo for a long time. And uh, at this point, he hasn't acknowledged anybody else, and he walks straight upstairs uh, back to that room that had all those bodies in it, kind of slowly. I don't know if Aegon notices 
him going upstairs who else does but he, he's definitely running up there not running but he's slowly walking up there with his axe in hand very quiet and uh it's gonna take a different tone here sorry that we're playing around but uh this is a very uh hard part for Fio this this next couple of minutes okay what's he gonna do well when he gets there he's he's gonna slowly peek around the corner um, he had seen just a glimpse of the pile, and he uh, heard what was in there, and it sent him into a rage, but he didn't actually understand exactly what was in there. But he's now looking at the scene of all the burnt corpses and seeing the scorch marks from his uh, sort of aura that has kind of gone through the different floors and just uh, caused everything else. He's going to walk into the room and kneel down onto one knee. And he's going to fold his hands over his mouth, kind of holding his face, and he's he's going to start tearing up. The, the tears don't last very long, though. They steam away because he's still beating red. Pardon the pun. And he thinks back to a couple of incidents back where he's from, back as a firefighter. He thinks of a really big fire. He thinks of a landslide. And he thinks of an avalanche. And... His face starts to distort, but then Tuo notices and kind of nudges him. And he fixes himself up a little bit, pets the dog, and says, Good boy. And he just feels almost ashamed. He feels distraught. He feels like he still failed, even though they won. And he just he stands back up and, and walks back out, closing the door behind him. And then comes back down unless anybody else uh, ran after him. I don't and if know not, if he. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I didn't know if Aegon was gonna follow him. No, I don't Joel think so. Him to do. No. Okay. Honestly, if Gunnar was doing anything other than his dumb bit with the donut box, I think he was gonna go help Aegon up. Mm. Like, Gunnar's gonna be standing over him, being like, "If we have to quit getting in this scenario, I mean, I have no problem getting you up, but." uh you know, I think uh, I think you get beat up enough. You know, I would uh, agree with that. <laughs> uh, about this time, Theo slowly, one step after the other, gets down the stairs. All of them really bending of how heavy he is, and uh, he he gets down the stairwell and looks over to the other room where all the documents are with Aegon. Just kind of looks over to him, acknowledges that he's okay, and just kind of sits down and gathers his stuff around. It doesn't say anything. Aegon. Oh, I'm sorry. G- Gunnar whispers to Aegon. Aegon, do you do you think maybe you, you know, you're good with words and not making people more angry than they already are. Do you think maybe you should go talk to him? He seems like he needs some words of encouragement. Well, perhaps we should talk to him later, Gunnar. I think right now we need to focus on finishing out everything. Okay, plan B. I I've, I didn't actually throw away all of the donuts. I just kind of ga- gathered them, them up in a corner, so maybe if he gets really upset, we can offer him that. <laughs> okay. So it's usually a good method. Yeah. It's usually a good method. Yeah, master the cat's already uh, chewing on one of the donuts. <laughs> master, no. See, <clears throat> cat. Uh, Vez finishing with her stuff in the desk will walk back towards the stairs and where Fio and Tua were sitting and she'll 
You said he's sitting on the ground, right? No, like the last couple of steps uh, of the stairwell. Okay, so he's probably just about as tall as her then at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So she turns and she looks at him, uh, going in front of the stairs next to Tuo, uh, offers... As a tried, trying to be a kind gesture because she knows she's not really strong enough to actually pull him back up to his feet, as we've discussed before. <laughs> um, Theo, I know that this has been an absolutely horrible experience from start to finish, but there is at least one more room, and I do think for the sake of those people who have already lost their lives that we need to be as thorough as possible but I'm not going to make you see these things if you don't want to see them. Uh, Theo looks up at you after you say this. Yeah, you can still see some steam at the corner of his eyes. You kind of get to notice that he probably was tearing up a bit. Don't know how much, obviously, because vaporizes. He, he then looks at Vez's hand and um, gently reaches out, being like two or three times the size uh, as gently as he can maybe pinching a little bit but uh, he takes it and lifts himself up holds it a little longer and says no this is what we do this is what heroes are here for let's let's finish this and he'll be right there waiting for you to, to take the lead she gives him a small, sad smile and slowly starts back up the stairs. And he follows after. Is it just you guys going up to investigate the last room? I don't know if anybody else decides to follow or not. She wasn't wasn't like whispering to <clears throat> him or anything. So at least I would think at least Jasper and maybe Aegon would have been able to hear since they're basically just adjacent to them in the next room. I think Aegon's but... really just preparing to leave because he is pretty worried about uh, Lady Hecate and Fergus. Oh, right. I forgot about them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm selfish, I know. <laughs> what about Jasper? Nothing much. He's just <laughs> pondering the gun he's got and the situation. He's, he's looking down the barrel. Huh, I wonder how this works. <laughs> Jasper's basically just thinking of the way that we're going to get back to them without trying to go through the sewers because we're still wanted people. And, uh, and the sewers are dirty, and he doesn't want to get dirty. Basically. Well, and, there, and there are giant rats down there. Well, no, he doesn't care about the rats. It's the dirt. No, we totally <laughs> killed all of them. There's definitely no more. Definitely no more. Yeah. No, honestly, I think Gunnar... Gunnar was pretty distracted uh, talking to Aegon, but I think once he sees Aegon heading away, he's like, well, v- what do we do now? Do we want to go... Um, Oh, oh gosh, I, I guess we better go check on Lady Hecate, or... Hey, where did uh, Fez and uh, Fio go? I think they went upstairs to check the last room. Hmm. Okay, well... Yeah, I, I guess we can check up there, but uh, we, we should probably hurry back at some point. Okay, so we'll cut to Vez and Fio upstairs. Uh, you walk to the last room, you take a corner, you go down the hallway, you walk past the room with all the burned, converted bodies. You open the door on your left, it's the last room, and it just opens into a large bedroom, kind of standard looking with uh, like a kind of a chair to sit in, um, a dresser, 
uh, a wardrobe, and a large canopied bed, but there is so much dust here. Like, not so much that it's super ancient, but... Um, it looks like whatever's been happening here has been happening here for quite some time. And she gingerly walks in the room to see if she can see any papers or books or just anything that might have signaled the beginning of whatever this is in here. Okay. There is absolutely nothing remaining in this room. It looks like it was completely emptied out. She turns to Theo to see if he has any thoughts. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, uh, maybe Mr. Smills is either in one room and he nods over to the one he passed by and was in earlier, or maybe he's somewhere else, uh, being held for something. He has a, a quiver in his voice. He's still, it's, it's, this is tough for him, but he's, he's doing his best. I, uh, I think if we grab a sheet or something somewhere I can wrap up whoever it is down there and we can go back through the sewers to check on the lady. As nods and, and looks at him and before he's able to like, like go do the next thing, she just gives him a hug. <laughs> she doesn't know what else to do. Um, <laughs> and uh, she also wants to hide her own face because she starts crying because even though she acts very tough, whatever, she, you know, like hot shit, like she <laughs> pretends to be, before she came on this mission, just like Fio, she'd never killed anyone before. And this is a lot of death and a lot of destruction. In just like a few days. In a few days, yeah. While Vez and Fio are upstairs, uh, the rest of you are downstairs getting ready to leave. When you hear a voice from outside <laughs> yell, All right! We found you! Come out with your hands up, or we will kill you! And it's the voice of Captain Gregory <laughs> of the town guard. Oh my guard. god. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.